episode 24, packing it up. Officially the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, Kevin Hurd, Marcus Wiegert, just wrapping up the game currently. Packers 37, Vikings 10. Marcus, how we, how we feeling about the one seed? Feeling good. Feeling good. I was listening to some of our older pods and our predictions, and uh, you know, somebody said that they lose three games. Somebody else said they lose a few more. I'll let the viewers figure out who did what there. But uh, here we are. Cold weather, Lambeau, home field. Oh, it's great. Celebratory whiskey for me tonight. The number one seed. Love wrapping it up early. Going to be some interesting strategy heading forward uh, to see what the Packers do with rest, who plays, who doesn't. You know, all the talk about playoff rust. If you basically, because the Packers basically get three weeks off with next week playing the Lions, depending on their resting strategy. And then, you know, the wild card and then going into the divisional. So, um, you know, two rest, two weeks, three weeks, however you want to look at it. But uh, who's your star of the game for the Packers 37 to 10 win? I'm going to go with that AR Devonte Adams connection. Dual ding, threat. ding, ding. We didn't even talk before this episode. We usually yeah, do better. We usually do better when we don't. Yeah, right. Well, that's all subjective, isn't it? I mean, this might be the shortest pot on our on our season uh, journey here. I just I don't know how much there is to say. Some of that stuff is it's not fair by any means. No, it's it's not. And really, if you're, <laughs> I mean, I just wonder. I mean, we've we've played in athletics at some point. You get in a groove. You know, you're in those moments you know, against good opponents, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all these thoughts that they have. But sometimes I wonder what, what thoughts do these guys have when you know you're either like a street free agent or like a rookie cornerback and you're going to play the Packers and you just know you're going to get picked on. <laughs> I just can't imagine what those guys' mindsets are heading into the game. Like, geez, I might get embarrassed today on like national the- television. Or like the corner they brought in late in the game because of the injury. I think his name was Trey Smith. He was just signed because former Chief and Green Bay Packer Brashawn Breland was cut from the team because he got in an argument with coaches, which I don't know. I mean, an argument with coaches doesn't seem as bad as taking your shirt off and literally running out of the stadium. But, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's it's just schoolyard stuff. It's it's crazy. So you're good? Yeah. We all wish we could quit our jobs that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think – you know, the, the, I just saw the stat with Rodgers the past two seasons against the NFC North. Uh, 36 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just, it's just unbelievable stuff. I mean, you, you keep seeing all these stats about him. And, you know, sometimes you think guys are just making stuff up. But uh, it's it's true. It's unbelievable to watch the guy play football. And we're sitting here, NFC North champs, and number one seed in the NFC pretty early, which is fun. And it's hard to believe that Twitter's free. You know, but we got all these people coming at us saying that they just got to figure out how to get them signed. Just get it done. Just stay tuned uh, to our off-season episodes. Uh, it's a little too much to kind of unpack right now, but we'll get there uh, at some point. I get it. Uh, Un- unpack. I get it. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Um, who was your good? Um, went with the defense just because everyone's been on freak out mode and yes, Kirk Cousins didn't play and Adam Thielen wasn't available, but you know, Justin Jefferson, Delvin Cook, I mean, it just, that whole team just looked defeated. Obviously they were cold. They showed that one clip 
can't remember if it was when Rodgers hit Devontae on the touchdown, but they showed that picture of the uh, or the video of the uh, Vikings bench. And those guys were all sitting there with their coats on looking at the scoreboard and they just looked defeated. Like, get me out of here as soon as possible. It was it was not my good. But just to comment on yours there. The first down defense was pretty impressive. I never felt like the Vikings got more than three yards on any first down. And once you control that down, you know, you can make your opponent predictable and then just kind of go from there. And I think their, their first down defense was really impressive. Um, good for me. I just want to give uh, props to Mason Crosby. Uh, he's been really consistent kind of the rest of the way. You know, he had his struggles there kind of, I believe it was in early November uh, maybe that Bengals game was late October, but kind of, you know, that stretch, you know, he missed three in Cincinnati in that wild game. Uh, and then I think for the next three or four weeks, he missed a field goal or two uh, in every game. And everybody was, you know, he does lead the NFL and miss field goals with nine, but, you know, he's really just been a pro, um, just battled back. And, you know, we're obviously going to need him down the stretch. So to see him making kicks in cold weather with some questionable holds, uh, you know, some, some holds that put you at the edge of your seat. Um, you know, it's just good to see him back, you know, hopefully confident in himself again. Yeah. Kudos to special teams. Maybe we got a returner and David Moore. We do. Yeah. Pat soon to be Packers hall of famer, David Moore. Uh, you're bad. Uh, my bad was, it's hard to say anything negative about this game, considering it was a division beatdown of an opponent that, has had some success against the Packers, but uh, just the starts kind of in the first quarter are still kind of bothering me. You know, I kind of mentioned earlier when we get into the playoffs and we're going to come off those weeks of rest, like, are we going to see some rust? It's always the question, right? Rust or, you know, rest, like which are you going to get? And right now the Packers still don't start well in first quarters, even though they're kind of still in a groove. So, you know, when you go up and you play against the best of the best, like, are those going to come back to bite you? I don't know. But the first quarter start tonight could have been better, but it's hard to pick out things that went wrong. Yeah, I really don't have anything. I mean, I'd say Josiah DeGuara's drop, you know, maybe. Although, again, that thing's humming and it's cold out. But, yeah, you got to make that catch. Isaac Yadam giving up that deep ball to K.J. Osborne with a minute left. I mean, what do you pick on? Uh, Probably the bad part is that, uh, Mike Zimmer and Matt Nagy are going to lose their jobs. Yeah, that's, that's, I never thought of that take. That's, that's why we run this show for takes like that. Um, what's fun for you? Fun was, uh, I believe it was a center Bradbury catching, uh, Franco Harris's part two immaculate <laughs> reception. Uh, I got the problem with having YouTube TV. So I'm in about a 12 second delay and obviously you know, we get so many interactions on Twitter um, that I happened to be on there. And I was on Twitter refreshing and saw that everyone was like, oh, wow, I'm not even mad at this. And then all of a sudden it pops up on my TV. And uh, what a stick by Adrian Amos. So, wow. Yeah, he really came downhill there. But yeah, I, yeah, we, we saw some tweets about that and, and made some tweets about it. And that was the uh, Vikings longest reception, I think, of the night or close to it. Uh, other than that KJ Osborne one. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I, would say, I would say Jordan Love playing too was fun. So obviously, probably going to see a lot of him next week. Yeah. Um, my fun was just AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones uh, becoming the first teammates in Packers history with each over a thousand yards and six touchdowns. 
I mean, just what a combo. You get into the cold weather months. I feel like they can do a lot, especially playing at home. But, um, you know, we, we talk about it a lot on the show, but uh, one of those guys Packer fans didn't want. So uh, that's kind of sad to hear. But, uh, yeah, A.J. Dillon, kind of, uh, you know, thunder and lightning in the backfield. Gives you a lot there. What Absolutely. about Ugly? Ugly, uh, the only thing I come up with was the uh, field conditions of Lambeau Field. Those are uh, going to need to be worked on over the next few weeks. I got some time, but you see, I saw Aaron Jones slipping and guys kind of sliding all over the place. And obviously it's cold in the winter months here in Wisconsin. But uh, yeah, that's about all that I could find that was really ugly. Yeah, no one, no one is safe on this show. All right, Lambeau Field crew, get on your get on your job here. Couple people with a couple people with their shirts off in the stands. I mean, other than, that's the only ugly I could find. Um, I'm just gonna say punt returns. I mean, I know we had a good one, but you know, the first couple we had, we you know, we had an interference where guys were just running into each other, and then you know, we had some with some flags on it. They just always seemed to be a mystery. So, uh, but yeah, hard to hard to find anything. Uh, you know, I guess I could have put the shirtless you know, fans in the stands, but, uh, you know, th- those are our, those are our people here. All right. Wisconsin people are just built different. So I will say to- this is, this is a hot take. There's a lot of people out there that really don't like Chris Collinsworth, but I do think he's the, the, the closest thing to John Madden because he's willing to go a little bit risky and make some comments and try to make some humor of it. And I don't think a lot of people appreciate it, but I just want Chris Collinsworth to know because I'm sure he'll listen to this, that I do appreciate him. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and tag him on Twitter and see if he can, you know, maybe join next week or, you know, never. Um, <laughs> next week, the Detroit Lions in the backup bowl here. Um, I don't know. Thoughts? Does it matter? What are we going to do? Are we even going to do a pod next week? Like, what do you think? I mean, why doesn't – based on what year was that, 2012 when we had that crazy 15-1 and record and lost to the Giants in the divisional? I mean – I just feel like you give Rodgers a series or two, like one series, see how it goes. If it's three and out, give him a second one. Regardless, that's it. They're not going to, but I know he doesn't practice as it is, but I mean like three weeks off, like we're talking like, that's a long time. I I just, I don't know. I worry about that. Worry about just the mentality of it. Um, You know, cause it's not just going to be him. There's going to be other guys. And I just don't like that. Like regardless how that game goes, you know, it's uh, it'll be good for Jordan Love, you know, Patrick Taylor, Jawan Winfrey. Um, I mean, on and on and on. I guess you can kind of look at some of the other guys that maybe Cole Van Lannan, maybe, um, right. you know, Ben Braden. Sure, all these other guys, it's great. But you just kind of worry that you just don't keep guys sharp when that's, an again, it's a game opportunity. Yes, guys could get hurt the whole Matt Corral, Ole Miss thing last night, opting out, all that other crap. Like, that stuff can happen whenever. Like, put Rodgers in there, run two plays, let him throw one, see if it continues to move the chains. If it goes on for a few minutes, okay, one series. It's three and out, give him a second series. That's my thought. Right. Yeah, I mean, we alluded to that earlier in the pod. You know, I just think that's always the question this time of year is, and, you know, it's hard to know off the top of our heads, uh, you know, I think, you know, the New England Patriots are a pretty good example. And I'm not I'm not saying I knew what they did, but for so many years, they had their division wrapped up early and probably a number one seed. And, you know, what did they do? I don't know. But, you know, whatever approach they had, it seemed to work. But, yeah, it's always kind of that rust versus rest type situation. You know, I think the, 
biggest thing for the Packers, and we've kind of, you know, touched on it, whether on Twitter or on this, you know, pod is everybody just kind of assumes that, hey, we're going to get Zedarius Smith back and it's going to be great. You know, I mean, who knows if he's coming back 100 percent? Is he just coming back to play for the playoffs? Because, you know, obviously we're all chasing a Super Bowl ring and that's what he wants to do. I mean, I think people just kind of assume that everybody's going to come back, you know, 100 percent and ready to go. Like Jair Alexander hasn't played for how long? And he's going to come out and be a number one corner guy guarding the best receiver. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think it's, you know, your point is a good one that, you know, some of those guys need to be in there and get reps. I mean, we don't know who they're going to rest next week, but, you know, having Eric Stokes, like people are still hating on Kevin King on Twitter, but where would the Packers be if they did not have Kevin King? Like, And, he's, per- been- and he's perfect in the nickel right now too. I right. mean, yeah, I mean, Jair's hurt, and people just expect him to go back to being his all-pro self after not playing for how long? Like, these guys, it's really difficult to play in the NFL. It's awesome that we've found these guys that excel at a really high level, but to get themselves ramped up to just play and be themselves, it's not going to be that easy. And you know, I tweeted during the game on the behalf of our account that, you know, Zadarius Smith, like, Back injuries are tricky, no matter what sport you're playing. And in football, it's a fast physical game. Like, I hope he just comes back and feels comfortable out there, you know, considering the amount of money that he's, you know, hoping to make or has made or hope to get thrown his way. Like, I just hope he comes back healthy and people just think he's going to come back and, and, you know, be beating guys and back to his old self, which I hope he is. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting conundrum that they have. Uh, I, they're in a good situation, obviously. But it'll be interesting to kind of see what they do moving forward. Yeah, and to your point, too, you bring Jair back. But, again, that affects Rasul Douglas. It affects Eric Stokes. It affects all these guys. So, again, it's, it's you know, everybody, I think it's a classic thing, which, again, your Twitter bots are not going to understand. But just that dynamic of guys that are in the mix playing right now are going to have to take a backseat of some idea. And that obviously messes with them in some way. So. I don't know. I um, for that defense for that defensive backfield. I mean, if all those guys you assume like people want to assume that they're just going to play at a high level. Let's just say that they are. That's quite. I mean, we all those guys have had very positive moments this year. I mean, you're talking Jair, Kevin King, Eric Stokes, Chandon Sullivan, Rasul Douglas. I mean, that's a heck of a five you know corner lineup that you could throw out there. So, I mean, depth is, is always superior in the NFL. I mean, the other thing that we're not even talking about is, you know, this COVID issue, right? I mean, they've, they've changed the, you know, I shouldn't say changed the rules. They've just followed, you know, the rules from higher up that the isolation periods are shorter, but, you know, heaven forbid guys get it and then they're out of practice and then they, you know, don't practice even more. I mean, there are so many things that we don't know, uh, but hopefully, you know, everybody can, you know, stay safe and, and we can come back and be healthy even after next week and then just rest up for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, guys like Lazard, I mean, supposedly based off of what happened previously, he's not vaccinated. So you run into a Kurt Cousins situation and you're classified differently than Bojo and Tyler Davis and all those guys who did test positive earlier in the week, but because they're vaccinated, obviously we're able to get out with negative tests. So what, whatever that means. Um, I do want to say before we get going here that you know, if you did listen to our show last week, somebody did project the Cards win in Dallas. So I just got to toot my own horn. Had things gone the other way, definitely wouldn't have brought that up. But I do want to know your, do want to know your thoughts on uh, Antonio Brown. 
Well, like I mentioned earlier, I think we all have had jobs or situations in our lives where that's how we would want to quit. And, you know, I feel bad for his Uber driver that took him to the airport tonight. He had to listen to all that. But but he did drop a rap song. No, no idea what that situation is there, uh, but not not a whole lot that you can say. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are also not saying a whole lot of things. So yeah. Bruce Arians obviously didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, correct. So uh, we'll see what happens with that, but I'm guessing he is out of football. Until next week in Motown. Till next week for the backup bowl. I'm excited. <laughs>